Welcome everybody back to another episode of the podcast. Mike, welcome to the pod. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. I've been waiting this day for a long time. I'm ready. Mike, I have been waiting for one day too. The Knicks are finally back. You must be oh enthusiastic God. as all hell for them. Oh, uh, it's it's absolutely unreal. The garden's rocking. Side talk New York City is going bonkers. Bing bong. <laughs> it's I've been waiting for this moment. And then the, the Jets won today. They beat the. It's unreal. I, I, I'm in the happiest moment of my life right now. It's it's great. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're living your fantasy over there. So for today's episode, I didn't tell you the topic ahead of time on purpose. We, you're a big hot take guy that I that I've known a little bit. So what we're doing for this episode is that. Uh, Bleacher Report released an article on some pretty interesting NBA hot takes for like some future type stuff. Like we're talking like by the end of the year predictions right here. And I want to get your thoughts on some of them because they were pretty interesting. I feel like we would disagree on a good amount of them. So that's kind of what we have in store today. Uh, the first one that stood out to me, want to get your thoughts on this. The Atlanta Hawks, they have it saying that Trey Young will finish top five in MVP voting. Mike, what is the likelihood that Trey Young will finish top five in voting? Um, zero. Trey Trey Young will not sniff. I mean, I thought he was going to be a bust. I was one of those Trey Young non-believers. I hate the guy because he obviously beat us. He's a good player, but I think it's just one of those. You know, I feel like MVP like so heavily depends on like how far your team goes, and I don't see the Hawks going very far. And I mean, Trey Young's good, but like you know, Giannis is going to be there. Luke is probably going to be there. There's so many guys that are just always there. I just don't feel like he's on that level yet. Like, when you take in consideration, like, you have James Harden, Kevin Durant. Um, I'm just going to look at name people. I had Jimmy Butler is playing really well. Julius Randle is playing really well. Um, I feel like there's just so many other, like, superstars, so to speak. And not saying he won't be there eventually, but I feel like right now, um, just, just not, he's just not there yet. But... You know, he's a good player. I got to give credit where credit's due. Steph Curry's playing unreal. Like, you know, I, I just don't I, – I, I mean, he could be maybe top 10, but I just don't see him going to that top five yet. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you too. I think for the Hawks to be up there – they would have to be like a, or for Trey Young to be up in that MVP voting, they'd have to be like a two seed. The Hawks would have to be better than Brooklyn. Like Brooklyn would have to struggle all year. And as you, there's a lot of guys that are doing well. Like even like I'm not, I'm not a big Julius Randle guy or a big Knicks guy, but Julius Randle's been low key balling. Like they're doing off to a good start. If like guys like that are also doing very well, that's more votes kind of siphoning away from like the rest of the guys, and it makes it really hard for Trey to kind of make it up there. Yeah, what, what did they did they go to the Eastern Conference Final last year? Yeah, the made, the Hawks made it to the finals. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. They made it that far, and he, he, he wasn't even – was he top 10? Was he Did he even make the top 10? He wasn't top 5, was he? He was not top – I think he was top 10, or he was definitely top 15, so probably around that range. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm gonna, let me look up his – I mean, it's also, what, six games into the season? Yeah, so, early, very early like, sample size, very early. Very early. I mean, I feel like just, like, he doesn't really have, like, the pieces around him, too. I mean, like, John Collins is a good player, but, like, he's not – He's not like a superstar, like you know. He's he's like I'd say like he's above average, and then you know Clint Capella's good, but I mean, I think for Trey Young, if he's gonna, he's kind of like a what's a way to put it? He's like a dollar store Steph Curry, you know what I mean? Like he does everything Steph Curry does, but just not on Steph Curry's level. And 
until he can get to Steph Curry's level, I don't think he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be that close. The the next one I want to get into is the Brooklyn Nets. the The hot take here is Brooklyn will begin the playoffs on the road, so that implies that Brooklyn will finish with a five seed or lower in the Eastern Conference. Now, Brooklyn, we both know, have been struggling all year so far out of the gate. Mike, will the Nets be a five seed or lower in the postseason this upcoming year? Um, I have one answer to that, and I think it depends on what Kyrie Irving does. I mean, if if Kyrie comes back and then Harden and Durant can stay healthy, I don't really see much competition. Um, Joe Harris has been kind of slacking. So I th- I think I mean he's a good player, but I feel like it's it's just like hard like when you have Durant and Harden on the floor like I've been saying too this is a hot take I've been saying people think I'm crazy I was I said that they should trade uh, Kyrie to the Sixers and they should get Ben Simmons I, I think it's a good t- I think it's a good take honestly I, I'm not a I'm not a belie- I'd rather have Kyrie than Ben Simmons but if Kyrie's gonna hold out and Ben Simmons can have Kevin Durant and Harden around him it's a good fit. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like Ben Simmons, like, yeah, he can't shoot, but he's still a guy, Woody, he, he can still average 17 points a game. He can defend He can defend really well. He can rebound well. He can pass pretty good. And when you have Harden and Durant, how much shooting do you really need? And don't forget, they have Joe Harris, who Joe Harris was supposed to be the three-point guy there. That That's why they signed him, what was it, like four years, 70 million, however long ago? That, that He's their three-point guy, or he was, and now they have him. I think that um, if Kyrie comes back and decides to play, I think they will definitely have some home field. Um, I feel like they can still get it now, but I mean, I'm just looking like the Bucks are going to be up there. They're three and three right now, but the Bucks will probably be up there. Um, the Celtics are struggling right now, but I still think they're a good team. They just have to figure it out. The Sixers are up there. Um, I think the Wizards are going to fall off. I think they're just kind of like. Cinderella right now, but I, I can't see the Wizards being a top five team in the East. The Bulls are really good, so it's definitely a lot. I feel like it's a little harder this year for the Nets, given I feel like the East has gotten a little better, and then obviously Kyrie's not pro- playing, but I think if he comes back and he you know plays, I think they will be. Um, I said, too, I think they need a center. I know they have Aldridge came came back. I know he's you know he's a good player, but he's a little old. And they have Claxton on the bench, who he's he's okay. He's you know he's a bench player, but I feel like their biggest hole, honestly, is is a center position. Yeah, I think that if they they like they don't really need that much more scoring. You could Harden and Durant can drop combined seventy points a game. Harris, Joe Harris is good for, you know, 15. They have a bench. Um, if they could, if Kyrie comes back, that's good for them. If they could ship him and get someone good in return, that's good. But I feel like if, if they can get, like, a good center that can defend well, rebound well, and, you know, I think that's that's their biggest hole, in my opinion. Because last year, I remember the centers used to kill them. Whenever, like, they would they would play, if they played, like, a good center, like, they would, they would kill them. So I think they need to get a good defensive center that could just lock down the boards for them 
So well, and you touched on two good points there. Number one is that I've seen it with your Knicks, ironically as the example. But when you have forty eight minutes of good center play, just as like defenders run, jump, dunk, like you have Nerlens Noel, you got Mitchell Robinson, Taj Gibson, even Obi Toppin at times. It just helps you with your defense. It helps you with stability. The other point is I think this hot take. You alluded to it. It's a lot of hot starts from other teams. Like the Knicks are like five and one or four and one. The Bulls are four and one. Washington's like five and one, which is crazy to me. And they're overachieving a lot. So I think there's a big overreaction just on that front. So kind of an agreement there. Uh, next interesting hot take here: the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I'm a big Luca fan. I'm very high on Dallas this year. But the big question has been the supporting pieces around Luca and that team. The hot take, will Kristaps Porzingis finish this year in Dallas? And I know you're a bit, you know Porzingis all true and well when he was uh, with you guys with the Knicks. Will he remain a Maverick by the end of this year? I don't know. That's a tough one. He, he, he looks like a completely different player on the Mavericks. When he was on the Knicks, he was dominant. People thought that he was like, you know, going to be one of the next big things. And then he's just, he's just not clicking with Dallas. I don't know what it is. Um, I think it's a combination of a few things. I think that I've seen that they play him at the five a lot. They play him at center a lot. Um, I don't think he wants to necessarily play there. I think he wants to play, be, you know, he wants to be a forward. He wants to be able to shoot. Um, I think if if they're if they are winning, because I, I uh, what's his name Cuban? He seems like pretty. You know, when Mark Cuban gets an idea in his head, he seems like he wants to stick with it. And he was all you know, Chris stops Luca. This is the future. Um, I think if he can pick up his play, I think he'll stay. Obviously, um, I don't think they'll be opposed to hearing offers. I don't, I don't think they're going to make it. You know, league known. We want to shit Chris stops, but I think that that's another team I'm gonna say it the same thing I think that you know who, who are their centers they have Boban who is I mean he's just tall and big that's really he's not like <laughs> yes <laughs> you know he's like I, I mean he's like Taco Fall like you put him in there he'll block shots a rebound but like you put like a good center against him he's gonna get torn up um and they have I mean also I feel like the supporting cash just isn't like even besides Kristaps like I'm going to pull up their roster so it's easier. Well, yeah, like, it's, it's guys like Dwight Powell, it's Trey Burke, yeah, it's some of those random... Like Dorian, Dorian Finney-Smith, like... <laughs> like, your, start, your two starting forwards are, well, today they started... Well, their two forwards today were Maxi Kleber and Dorian Finney-Smith, like... Because what was his name? Kristaps uh, is hurt. And then obviously... Kleber would be on the bench probably for Kristaps, or they might put Dwight Powell on the bench for Kristaps at the five. Um, I don't know. I think, honestly, I think what they should do is, for my opinion, I like Jalen Brunson a lot. I think he's a good bench player. He comes off the bench well. He has good energy for them. Um, I think that they should try putting him at shooting guard, or even they could put, I mean, plus two. Now I'm kind of going on a, on a tangent now. Luca's theoretically a forward, right? He when he came into the league as yeah. a forward, and they transitioned to a point guard. He's like so a I big, think, he's a just a big playmaking wing. Is that what I call him? Yeah, that? and yeah. he's he's a great player. He's a great point guard. Don't get me wrong, but I think if they could put, if they could possibly try to have you know him and Jalen on the court together starting, because I feel like Jalen's more of that you know uh, pass first kind of point guard, and I feel like. Sometimes it's hard for like you know to be a starting point guard and to be like you know have to be the main scorer obviously. 
So I think it'd be interesting to maybe put Brunson in there with Luca to start. You can probably move. I know Hardaway's a shooter, but you could probably move him to small forward, and then you know keep keep Kristaps a power forward, and then I guess you kind of just gotta go with Dwight Powell at center or whoever you got. I mean, they have Willie Cauley Stein. Nothing crazy. They also have Moses Brown. Then they get Moses Brown from, they, from the Boston there. trade. Yep. Yeah, and he. I mean, he was pretty. He was pretty decent last year. Moses Brown. He, he had some good games. Um, so I mean, they also. I mean, they're kind of like the pseudo Knicks. They got Frank Ntilikina, Reggie Bullock, Kristaps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway. The, the like, pseudo you know, Knicks. Oh God, I haven't even thought about it. <laughs> it's literally like like a quarter of their team is Knicks players, but I think Kristaps will stay. I think. Um, I think they're going to give it some time to see what happens, and maybe in the off season. Is he a free agent at the end of this year? No, he's got like a fat deal. It's like three more years or two more years, and like a, like a lot of money. It's a good amount of money. Well, that's the team. issue too. It's the money. His team, our team's going to want to take his salary on. He, so he, he signed that contract and then blew out his knee in New York. Remember that year? And then he got yeah, traded yeah. while he was injured to Dallas during Luca's rookie yeah. year. So it was a whole timeline yeah. there. I think they'll keep him for now. Um, well, I mean, yeah. They made the playoffs last year. They so also might I keep. They like... also might keep him because they don't have anyone to trade him to. Like, there's who who want? Do you, can you think of a team that wants Porzingis right now and like will actively get him? Because like I don't see anything. I mean, uh, I'm just uh, maybe like the, it would be like a Spurs team that wants like a, a flyer, or like the Sixers if they get desperate. But it's not like anything like there's no tier one team where like, oh they'll get him for sure. That's the problem for Dallas too. Well, he's either he's either playing power forward at center. He, he like you know he's not he's not a guard. He can play at the small forward. He's not a, a forward. You could put a guard. He's either power forward at center. There's only two positions you could play. And I just I, I don't I don't really know if he really fits in another team at the moment. I mean. Unless, you know, they trade him to some some scrubbish team, like, you know, you send him to, like, the Thunder or the Rockets or something, like, something like that. And, you know, maybe they go for some young guys, they get, you know, a draft pick or something. But I just, I, I think the more issue is I think teams just don't want him, so they're not going to be able to trade him. And when you have a guy that has that much of a contract, like, you want to play him, you're not going to want him on your bench. And I feel like he, he's still, like, it's not bad. He's just kind of struggling. I think, you know, if he, if he figures it out and, you know, but I, I think it's too. It's Luca's team, and when you when you're Kristaps and you go from being the the key point of the Knicks to kind of like the little brother to like Luka Doncic, you know he's older. Is he older? I don't even know. He's like kind of young Kristaps too. I just forget that. Yeah, he he's like 24, 20. He's not that terribly old. He's only been yeah. in the league for like six years. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're just kind of stuck with him at the moment. I mean, listen, if he can pick it up and there's teams that are interested in him, I think they'll do it because I think they kind of. This is a little bit of a failed experiment, but I think it's one. He's one of those guys that just has such a big contract. It's just gonna be hard to move him. Yeah, no, I'm in agreement there. The next team that's interesting to me is Denver. Now, Denver's had a pretty interesting couple of years. They make the Western Conference Finals two years ago. They come back in the against the Clippers. Last year, they have that crazy little run. Jamal Murray gets hurt, and then they make it to the semifinals, and then get kind of blitz from there. The hot take, if Denver is fully healthy, they will win the Western Conference. Now, Mike, I don't know how high you are on the Denver Nuggets. How likely are they, do you think, that they could win the West against all the other teams that are out there? Hmm. If they're fully healthy, I can see I can see it happening. Um, I am still a salty Nick fan. I went to that draft when Michael Porter Jr. was drafted. Oh, no. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember being in the Garden. And the whole garden when the next one was it? The Knicks had the eighth pick that year, seventh, eighth, ninth, when they got Kevin Knox. Ugh. Anyway, 
I remember the, the whole everyone was wanted Michael Porter Jr. The whole stadium was chanting for him, and they went with Kevin Knox, and because you know, because I, I, he had that back injury, and I, I, I feel like teams like this is a little, little tangent. I feel like teams take. I mean, medical stuff is, is like you know it's important, obviously going to a draft, but I feel like unless like you have like a top three pick, like everything is just going to be kind of like up to chance. Like you could draft a guy and like you know he could be the 60th overall pick and be a superstar. You never know. I feel like they shouldn't went with Michael Porter Jr. I feel like he was one of the most NBA ready guys in that draft. That just you know he had that back injury, so he didn't play a lot in college. Yeah. But, but there's guys like, look at Kyrie Irving. Didn't Kyrie Irving play, like, five games for Duke or something like that? Yeah, he played, like, a small man, and then he hurt his knee, I yeah. think, or something. He had some injury. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I, th- I I think they could. I think, you know, Jokic is obviously the real deal. I like Michael Porter Jr. a lot. I think he's gotten a lot better. I think he's kind of come into his own. I think when he first started playing, he was, you know, he just kind of wanted to shoot around. He was hor- he was horrible his rookie year. He was horrible, yeah, and then he got I so think good. He's kinda, he slowed down the game a lot. I think um, he's definitely a good three point shooter. He rebounds well. He you know he's always moving around. Um, I like that. I like that Aaron Gordon trade. I know he's not the best scorer around. Very good defender though, and you know he still has pop. He can jump. I mean, he's Aaron Gordon. Like you know, he's a pretty well known NBA name, um, and obviously. You know they're missing uh, Jamal Murray, which is pretty big. And he, you know, I mean, in the bubble, he kind of like he, he showed up. He was he was low key no mini Allen Iverson there for a little bit with a fifty point game. Yeah, the the shot over those Clippers, like all those like dagger three pointers. He was real. He's the X factor, obviously, for this team, given how. He's, like, their only other shot creator, honestly, besides Jokic, that can actually, like, put the ball on the floor and, like, make a good play. And I think that matters for this, this team. Yeah, no, I, I think they I, – I could. I, I mean, I could see them winning it. Um, I mean, when the Warriors get Clay back, and don't forget, too, they're playing without um, Wiseman and they're playing without uh, – what's his name? Kuminga? Kuminga, uh, yeah. The rookie. <laughs> so they're playing without – they're playing without two of their first-round picks, too. They're both hurt, so – they're only gonna get better when they, you know, the bench is gonna be much better. Um, I mean, there's a lot of teams I can see winning in the West. Honestly, I can see the Jazz. I feel like they kind of were a little bit of a disappointment. I thought they were gonna, you know, go all the way and win, but they didn't. Um, I guess I, I feel like I could see the Nuggets, Jazz, or Warriors. I feel like they're all pretty equal right now because I feel like the Warrior. I mean, the Warriors are are in first place right now in the West, and they're missing a lot of key players. So they're only going to get better. They're not going to get worse. Um, Jazz, they're getting Mike Conley back. Um, I feel like you know that's going to be good for them. Nuggets. I feel like there are a lot of teams that just you know they're missing some guys, and when they come back, it's just going to be very good. Um, I mean, the Lakers. People kind of hate on them, but they still have LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. Say what you want about them, but like that matters, yeah. You know, there's that that matters. And then the Suns are, are. I mean, I feel like the Suns overachieved last year. They're definitely a good team, but I feel like they kind of. I feel like last year was like their peak. It was, you know, I feel like they're not going to repeat these season they had. Um, I mean, Chris Paul obviously there, but I don't know. I feel like if I had to name like a top. Right now, I would probably say that the Warriors are probably one just because they're just going to get better and they're already playing really well. Um, Utah, I think, is up there. I feel like one, two, three, the way it is now, Warriors, Jazz, Nuggets, I feel like that is like my would probably be my order to win. Um, I'd probably put, slot the Lakers in and the Suns in there, four or five somewhere. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like the Warriors are 
are gonna this year are gonna go all the way. But you never know. There's a lot of good teams. You know, someone gets hurt. Then you know what, what could happen to them. Clay Thompson got hurt, and they like just aren't the same team. So, but I think if if the Nuggets come back, if if Jamal Murray comes back the way he played in the bubble, and can put up those numbers, Nuggets have a really good shot. Very good shot, but you know it's also just hard for some guys to come back that you know suffer those injuries. They're just not the same player, or they just you know need a little time to get into it. But <laughs> excuse me, I, I I can see the Nuggets winning. I I feel like it's not it's not a necessary hot take. It's just more so could they play the way they played in the bubble? That's the biggest thing for me. Well, and the other thing you have to keep in mind that remember last year was the the shortened year with the whole COVID whatever stuff. So an injury that happens in February last year is different than an injury that happens in a normal year. Because now this season sure. started earlier, like sooner relative to the normal year. The turnaround time is smaller. So similar, it's like Kawhi Leonard, it's one of them. It's Jamal Murray. It's some of these guys. They won't be back until later in the year. So it's not a matter of like Jamal Murray's back in Christmas. It's like, is Jamal Murray back before the playoffs even begin? Fair and, point. Fair point. And Jamal Murray, I mean... He's not only their X factor. I think Denver's a first round exit if they don't have Murray because like it's Monte Morris and Austin Rivers can't be your starting guards. Jamal Murray can be. Yeah, and I think that matters. Yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you never know. Maybe they, maybe they trade for someone. You know, maybe maybe there's a, a guy out there that you know they just they just get the ben, ben Simmons. They could get some Ben Simmons action there. They, they could. I mean, listen. I mean, they're probably. I mean. The issue with Ben Simmons too is that this, this <laughs> excuse me, the Sixers they they want the bag for him. They want you know, so you're gonna have to give up a lot. And I don't know who the Nuggets would even give up for Ben Simmons. Like, like if you're if they're giving up Ben Simmons, I guarantee you they're gonna want Michael Porter Jr. And like, it's not happening. No Denver mind, Denver will take happening. every day of the week Michael Porter Jr. They can give him uh, what's his name. They can give him Bo Bull. <laughs> there you go. He can get he can get he can get his wish and get traded. <laughs> yeah, that, but Ben for Bulls straight up trade. It's pretty funny. Um, the yeah. the next take is a bit interesting. Uh, there was a Golden State one about them contending, but we got the Golden State bit out of it two for one there. The Memphis Grizzlies, John ja Morant, uh, Mike. Will John ja Morant make the All Star team this year as a member of the Western Conference? Yeah, I think he will. I I, I mean. I think he's balling right now. He's playing really well. Um, I I feel like he's you know that team. That's that's he's one of those guys that that's his team, and he's gonna he's gonna be the one that always has the ball. He's always gonna be the one you know late in games to prove, to score. Um, I think he does a lot of things good. He rebounds. He you know he's he's just a great point guard. He does you know definitely a guy that could average you know twenty plus you know. Four or five rebounds a game, five plus assists a game. Um, I think I think this year he will. I think I think there's gonna be a lot of guys this year that are gonna be first year all stars. Honestly, yeah, no, it's I a bit. Yeah, like Lamelo Ball out east. Some of like those younger guys. Like there's a big yeah. loaded class this year. Yeah, I could see I could see RJ Barrett too. Honestly, if if he if the Knicks keep winning, I mean, I know he's not like the the all star of the Knicks. But he's one of those guys that you know. He yesterday he put up thirty five eight and six or thirty five six and eight. I mean, had a great game, um, and I feel like he's only gonna get better too. Like now, he has Fournier around him, Kemba Walker, um, a lot more scoring on the on the uh, starting five. So it's just gonna get better, more opportunities. He's been shooting the three ball really well. He's he's just RJ's just improved year by year. So I'm excited for him. Um, I think there will be a lot of guys that could be you know first year All Stars this year. I feel like it's. Uh, I feel like this might be the year where 
we finally see some of those older guys yes. kind of, you know, like yes. like LeBron, Chris Paul. Um, James Harden, low-key, uh, out east. James Harden, <laughs> excuse me. I feel like this might be the year where the league kind of starts taking that, like, generational shift. Um, yeah, so I, I think I think this will be a, a very interesting year for the All-Star game. I think it's going to be a lot of, uh, of shake-ups. Uh, I'll bounce the question right back at you with Anthony Edwards in Minnesota because that's the other uh, one here. Uh, is Anthony Edwards a little bit a tier below, I think, than John Morant, but is he, in your eyes, one of those youngsters that could make the All-Star game this year? Yeah, I think he could. I think he's, you know, he's a very, very good player. I mean, last year he played really well. Um, I like him a lot. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think he could. You know, it's like I said, it's all about consistency. I'm looking, he's shooting, you know, he's shooting 44% right now, 34 from three. Um, I think he could. <laughs> um, I just think you got to keep it up. That's all it is. You know, if you, if you can average, you know, 19 20 points a game five assists five rebounds you're you're an all-star even if you don't make the game necessarily just the all-star game is also a lot of you know name you know whose name is this you know lebron james like if lebron james and anthony edwards put up the same exact numbers and they were down they were the last two people make the all-star game lebron's making over anthony edwards because he's lebron so i think i think he could be but it also you know still he's still young but i think i think he could get there maybe not this year necessarily but within the next year or two he's definitely gonna be an all-star so uh this is one of my more favorite ones here we're gonna have a big disagreement on this one the new york knicks here we go julius randall will he finish top five in mvp voting this year it's a pretty big bar yeah yeah well yes wow I, uh, i'm a strong no here so i want to hear your thoughts on the yes no, I was just, I was just, you said big bars, so I was probably doing that. I said, yeah, but I, I think he could. I, I, re- I really do. Um, I think he played very well last year. I mean, he was the most improved player last year, right? He, that's what he won. Mm-hmm. Um, like, very improved. He was like, that was his best year by far. And all. He went from like a rotation player that was a 20 and 10 every night to like a full blown, like, all NBA player. And he was, and then he finished, he finished top 10 last year, right? Yeah, in, in MVP voting, he was almost top five. I think he was like six or like like the six to ten range. I I think I think if Julius Randle plays the way he did last year, and the Knicks come out as a top three seed, he has a extremely good shot, incredibly good shot. Um, you know, <clears throat> he does everything for them. He's obviously the guy. I think that. His shot selection has gotten a little. I saw this in the actually the Celtics game. I was thinking this. He was hitting some good shots. Like he was hitting a lot of you know fadeaways and um, elbow shots, which I like to see. He was hitting some threes, but I think his biggest thing is is late in the game. I saw in the Celtics. He got a little uh, ball hoggy, and he started taking some. He started taking shots that he was making, except now he's getting you know double covered, and it's a lot. The defense is a lot more tight. So I think that. If he could late in the game, like those close games, if he could start being more of a distributor, because you know when you're the center point of a team, when you get in those like you know it's you're up by two, down by one, you know minute and a half left, you need to make a shot. You're going to be the guy to get covered. The, the team's going to double cover you. They're going to trap you. So I like to see him um, in those situations, maybe recognize that and you know pass the ball out because if he could if he could create a shot, I mean 
creating a shot is just as good as making a basket, in my opinion. You know, if you can get double covered and you have Fournier or Kemba or even RJ, like, open behind the arc. Yes. And you, even if they miss, like, you create an open shot for them. And that's that's what, you know, that's what you're supposed to do as a star, you know. You make your shots, but you also, at the same time, you create a lot of open shots. So just being able to find those open shots and recognize that, um, I think if you could do that, he's, he's in my mind, I think he could definitely win MVP. Well, and it's top five, even. No, so it's why, but it's why I used to originally be not a big fan of the New York Knicks offseason, but now it low key looks good because the Randall piece looks like more legit. I was very scared with Randall that he was gonna fall off like a cliff, like because he goes from this random player to being an, like an All NBA, like that's a big jump. He went from a never, never to be an All Star to arguably a top eight player in the league last year, and I didn't expect that jump to happen. And you put those pieces around him, and now New York looks like a legit team. And as you alluded. If New York is, like, a second seed and, like, some of these teams in the East struggle, Randall should be top five. And you can't, it's hard to kind of, like, leave him off that. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be hard when you have Giannis in the, in the, in the conference. It's always going to be hard when you have Embiid in the conference. But, you know, or just in general, you have, I'm just, like, that's just in the conference. Don't forget, you know, Jokic, MVP. There's so many guys out there. But I think he could definitely, he could definitely win it. Um I feel like they have the pieces for him to win it now. I feel like, you know, Fournier and Kemba are just going to make him so much better just because, like I said, you know, it's a lot, lot more a lot more the teams have to defend now than just Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. You know, every, every everyone, I mean, Mitch isn't that big of a scoring threat, but he'll rebound, he'll block shots. Um, but when you have four guys that start that any given game they i mean look at last night rj barrett had 35 points last night i think julius randall had what like 10 and they they they, they yeah julius randall had 10 rj had 35 but look kemba had kemba and Fournier both had 19 you know julius doesn't have to be that guy anymore that you know the whole load's on him well so, and that happened last year too with the that hawk series especially where like it was like if randall wasn't scoring who else was scoring it was like exactly it was derrick rose and i think that was really about it now they have like yeah. some other pieces around that plus the bench the benches i think the next bench is fantastic you know you had derrick rose coming off the bench um well even alex I, I, alex burks is like your ninth man is like really really good like people i think the sixth yeah. would kill to have alex burks in their team right now some team like that yeah yeah i mean I like. To, I mean, Taj is older, obviously, but he, he's still playing good basketball. He's good. He's older. Um, you know, has like that veteran insight. I I, I like the way Obi's been playing. Um, I thought. I honestly thought they were going to try and trade Obi and Emmanuel this year you know, over the off season because I think they played really well for rookies. I thought they were going to try and you know get another star in there. Um, but I can't. I I like the way. I mean, you have. When the which game was it? Was it the uh, I forgot what game they played, but they were running quickly, topping Burks and someone else, and they were scoring. They were playing really well together. So if the second unit can play, can, you know, I think it was I can't remember the game. It was like um, might have been the Celtics game in that double double overtime. Maybe, but there was a game where like the, I think the, um, the starters and the bench both scored thirty four points by like halftime or something like that. Or by the like by the end of a certain quarter, like they were equal in the amount of points, so that was very nice. I I like it. Um, I was a little sketchy about the Fournier, the contract, um, <laughs> only because is that he underperformed on the Celtics, and I knew that, but he played really well in the the FIBA, the uh, the Olympics or whatever, and in Orlando and, too, with like nobody around. Yeah. Him. So I just I just hate those I just hate those like those contracts where it's like you know 
they struggled, but they played really well for like a stretch. So we're going to take a shot. But he's been he's been playing great. Um, Kemba, I I I love that Kemba contract. You know, you got the one year for him. What was it like was it was it was it the veterans minimum? Uh, but it wasn't was it? Yeah, it was like a, it was a two year deal, but it's like ten million like total or ten million. Yeah, per year. so it's a I mean, small like, number. I know Kemba's a little injury prone, but like he's Kemba Walker. If, if you can get Kemba Walker for two years, ten million dollars, I feel like you're pretty crazy not to do that if you have a spot. So. I feel like I feel like this just could be Julius's year. I really do. I mean, last year was his year too, but I feel like this is, could be a year where he really, you know, comes out as like one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, no, he, he's a guy to watch out for. Another guy to watch out for. We got to Philly here as our next team. Uh, the likelihood that Ben Simmons remains a Philadelphia 76er by the end of the year, Mike, is Ben Simmons still in Philly by the end of the season? Because I'm going to go with the yeah. I'm going to go with the Oh, no, you're good. I'm saying, what are the odds that Ben Simmons yeah. stays in Philly? Because I think it's a resounding yes. I think it's hard for that team to move him unless, like, the two sides work out each yeah. other. Yeah, he's he's staying. I mean, you saw you saw what the GM said. He's like, just the last four years, like, they, they're pretty content on, you know, if, they, if they're trading him, they want everything they can get. And I feel like some the teams just aren't willing to give that up. I think he'll play eventually. I think he'll come back. Um, that's just that's just a, such a messy situation. Um, I mean, to me, it all started when they lost. I know he played like crap. Don't get me wrong; he wasn't playing. But like, what once like in that that post game interview when um, they asked they asked Doc, he was like, you know, do you think Ben, you guys could win with Ben Simmons in Philly? He's just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like that's well, like that that oh that opened just a can of worms. And I'll like, I'll do I'll do one better. I think it started when Philadelphia botched the Harden trade. Because Ben Simmons was in the Harden trade. It was reported that he would get traded with, like, pieces. And when that fell through, now in Ben Simmons' mind, he knew he was going to get traded from Philly. And to still be on that team, that's got to affect you, and that's got to more importantly affect the Sixers. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's a, that's a very good point. Um, I, I, it's just such a, <laughs> it's such a weird situation. Um, it's unprecedented, for I sure. Know. It's absolutely unprecedented. I, I I know like play, like players struggle. I know like I don't know what he was going through. You know that that play where he had the layup and he passed it. Like it was pretty obvious that he he, he was scared to shoot the ball. But like just the fact that like you know like there. I mean I know like he was kind of being a baby about it in the off season. But like you saw like the way like I remember like like Embiid Embiid was talking about it and. uh like Danny Green, they're like we don't care anymore. Like he could do like we don't like we don't care about him that much. You know, if he wants to come back, sure. If not, like whatever. And Tobias Harris handled it. You know, he handled it the best. I think he was like you know like everyone goes through stuff. Like I mean, when he's ready to come back, we'll play with him. You know, keep he kept his mouth shut, didn't say anything out when I this. You know, just acting like a teammate. So I feel like you know, like a lot of a lot of bridges were burnt. On both sides, but I feel like it was a, it wasn't you know just Ben Simmons, it wasn't just the Sixers. I feel like it was kind of both sides kind of hurt themselves a lot. <laughs> so, well, yeah, both sides definitely hurt. I think Ben Simmons. This is unprecedented because this has happened before. We've seen this in the NBA with you know Harden, with Anthony Davis, some of these like superstars, the tier two guys saying, "I want out, take me to this team." But Ben Simmons has four years left on his deal, and Philly and. 
Ben Simmons have different values on like how much he think they think he's worth. That has made this so awkward because Philly wants so much for this guy. Like, remember that draft trade where like they wanted Wiggins, Wiseman, and like four picks. It's like nobody's doing that. And like if you're if you're Ben Simmons, you're not gonna just get your way because you still have four years. Like you're getting paid to play for Philly, and I think that conflict of interest is the problem. Nope. Can you hear me? Sorry, my my, my <laughs> stuff just disconnected. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. My my AirPods are dying, so I had to switch out. Uh, you, just repeat what you said. Sorry about that. No, you're good. I was saying how like Ben Simmons, the conflict of interest that there's different trade values between what Ben Simmons thinks he's worth and what the team thinks he's worth. And I was I was alluding to that like, Golden State trade of the offseason where like Golden State they had to give up like Wiggins, Wiseman, like four picks just to even like be a starter. Nobody's doing that, especially if you're, like, a team that's outside of Philly. That conflict of interest has been making this super-duper weird and super-duper strange. Yeah, no, like I said, the GM made it pretty clear. He's like, if we don't get what we want and Ben Simmons doesn't want to play, like, we, we he'll just be on the roster for four years and not play. Which, Which again, uh, that would be something that we've never seen before. There's been holdouts before with guys, but not for a four-year stretch. Like, somebody's in a bite, and the question is when. I think he'll come back eventually. I think it's gonna. <clears throat> I think it's gonna be one of those where he's gonna realize he's just kind of hurting himself by not coming back. And honestly, I feel like right now the Sixers kind of need him. Well, and, uh, and Philly has no incentive to move him because they have him for four years, so they're gonna wait for the right trade. They're not gonna rush this at all. Yeah, I, th- I feel like <clears throat> uh, Tyrese Max has been playing pretty well, but he's not. He's not on Ben Simmons level. Um, Plus two, like Joel Embiid, great player. You know, he can get hurt tomorrow and be out for 30 games. That's just, you know, it was like he misses a lot of games. Seth Curry, you know, he's good. I think Danny Green sucks. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think he's just old. Like, you know, I think he was a great player. <clears throat> but all he does is stand in the corner and wait for the ball to get to him. He'll have his games where he, you know, has a great game. But, like, he's just one of those guys now that he shoots threes or does nothing. Oh, no, yeah, he's... He's he's a bit washed, and that Philly roster is low key kind of terrible. Like you're not gonna lie, outside of like Embiid, it's like Tobias Harris, it's uh, t- uh Matisse Thybul playing twenty minutes a night. I don't know about that one. You know George Yang, it's these random guys. I'm just like, what the hell? Oh, to be to be uh, Tobias Harris, he's another one. I think that this year is gonna be a first time All Star. Yeah, he I think he'll make it. He could be. Yeah, he's frisky. Uh, the last question is my hometown team, another rival of your Knicks, Miami. What are you? What do you think are Miami's chances to make the finals this year? Because the East is very loaded, but it's also I think we've been alluding in the West, but the East too. It's a very wide open race this year. So give me your take, kind of on Miami to wrap this up. Uh well, Jimmy Butler's been playing great. He's Jimmy Butler. Um, I think adding Kyle Lowry was a great pickup because I think Jimmy Butler, he's a, you know he's a team player, but I think Kyle Lowry is more of the distributor than Jimmy Butler is. So I feel like that's good. It you know, allows Jimmy Butler. He, Jimmy Butler also doesn't really shoot. He's not, you know, the best three-point of shooter. So it allows him to kind of spread out a little more, drive more, not have to always worry about the ball being in his hands. Um, no, I think they do have a – they have a very good roster. I think, you know, they have Butler, Lowry, um, <clears throat> uh, Bam, and then uh, – is, is, is Tucker, PJ Stuck, Tucker starting for you guys? He, he is indeed, yeah. He's at the four. He's, he's showing that at the yeah. four. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, he, you know, PJ's another guy that good defender. Harrow's been playing much better. It seems like he has a chip on his shoulder, has something to prove. Um, 
Duncan Robinson, he's he's another guy. He's he's a three point shooter, but you know every team needs one now. They need that guy that just kind of shoots the three. And then uh, don't forget, you got Udonis Haslam on the bench still. You never know what he could do. <laughs> I think he's like forty two at this point. Like he has to be like a freaking fossil at this point, given how long he's been in the league. So yeah, he just he just rides the beast, coach. You know, he's like Coach Perk. <laughs> yeah, he is Coach Perk. Well, that's kind of the, all we have. The time we have today, uh, Mike. Thank you so much for being on the pod. First time guest. No, thank you. I'm hoping I can be back one day soon. We gotta get, we gotta get me and uh, Eisman on here for a fan duel. Yes, we need to get some uh, some betting in here for the for the uh, for the viewers yeah. out there. Some some remember, bets. On- <laughs> remember, you have to be 21 though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll have that episode out. Well, thank you again, King. No problem, man. Have a good night.